Jesus' teaching on divorce was more than the Pharisees wanted to hear and more than the disciples wanted to hear. I think the disciples were even so bent by it that they were kind of in a bad mood after that, and so these kids came up, and they were just basically W.C. Fields at that point, get away, kids, you bother me. And all they really heard was, divorce is bad, don't do it. And if that's all we take from the gospel today, divorce is bad, don't do it, well, we're missing Jesus' teaching. It would be easy to say, of course, it would also be easy to say, but wait a second, we allow divorce, and we allow for remarriage after divorce. We allow for the resurrection after the death of a marriage, don't we? So I guess we'll just put this passage out of our minds. This is one of those ones that we just don't like, that Jesus taught. But neither response takes Jesus seriously. Neither response takes seriously Jesus' teaching, his love for us, our broken and sinful nature, and the depths of God's grace. Of course Jesus said not to get divorced. In marriage, the two people become one flesh, and they're united in body and soul and life. In adultery, that unity is ripped apart. In divorce, that unity is ripped apart. Flesh is torn, there is blood, and the unity made in the marriage is killed. And so we need God's grace. We need God's grace because some marriages should end. Because that Unity has been destroyed long before there is a divorce. Then we need God's grace to heal after that tearing apart of the divorce. We need God's grace to heal. We need God's grace to be reconciled. We need God's grace to eventually trust another if we're going to seek remarriage after divorce. And then we need God's grace to be courageous enough to remarry. Is there any real question that we need God's grace? I need God's grace every single day when I'm not the father that my kids need me to be, or I'm not the husband that my wife needs me to be, or I'm not the priest that y'all need me to be. Every day I need God's grace, and I'm guessing, I'm hoping I'm not alone. We've heard in Hebrews today, what are human beings that God cares about us? Sometimes we might wonder, why would he care for us? We're people that kill each other randomly. We had another shooting at another school campus last week. Yet again, people were killed randomly. Their parents, never to see them again. Yet again, social media and news outlets were rife with people arguing for stricter gun laws and other people arguing for more guns in people's hands. We're people who often seek our own temporary happiness at the expense of others. We're people with bad tempers who get angry and have a hard time forgiving. I'm pointing to myself. We're also deeply loving people who desire connection with one another. We desire connection with one another more than anything else on earth. We're kind people. We're people who need to cut things off of or out of our lives in order to live the way of Jesus, to live lives in which we seek to love God and love people every day. 
people who do sacrifice our own joy and fun for the sake of others. We're people who get so shaken and saddened by tragedy that we don't, about people that we don't even know, that we cry to the heavens, how long, O Lord, how long? What are human beings that God cares for us? God's grace tells us that we are people who are beloved. God's grace tells us that after a death, there is resurrection. God's grace tells us that we are fallen and broken and we hurt one another and we hurt ourselves and God still loves us. God's grace tells us that he has redeemed our sins and our hurts and that Jesus has taken them all and redeemed them and turned them into blessedness for our sake. God's grace tells us that we are sinners in the arms of a loving God. We try our darkness to live well. We try to do the right thing. And then we mess up and sin and hurt each other. And God forgives and blesses us and offers us new life. And then we continue to sin and to hurt each other. And God continues to forgive and bless us and offer us new life. God's grace is given us through Jesus. And it tells us that God is not interesting in raging against us and killing us for our sins. Rather, God wants us to heal us from the pain and destruction our sins cause. As Lutheran pastor Nadia Boltz Weber said, we believe in a God who from the cross did not even lift a finger to condemn the enemy, but instead said, I would rather die than be in the sin accounting business anymore. God is in the great business. And because God is in the grace business, we need to take our sin seriously. We need to take our sin seriously because without doing so, we delude ourselves into thinking that we don't especially need God's grace. Or that we only need it once we're dead. We don't think, well, we're good. Because we have Jesus, and so we'll go to heaven when we die. That's not taking sin seriously. Simply saying, I'm good because I have Jesus, leaves us blind to the pain we cause others rather than leaving us open to be healed and redeemed by God's grace. In order to take grace seriously, we need to take sin seriously and we need to take our sin seriously. It's easy to take other people's sin seriously. We rally and rant and rail and know what the right thing to do is, and we know that we're on the right side of an issue, but I've found that sometimes my being on the right side of an issue is more about me being right and guarding my own righteousness than it is about actually caring for and loving other people. I may think I'm right and others are wrong, but as Bishop Doyle pointed out last week, Jesus didn't say, cut off someone else's hand if it causes them to sin. He said, cut off your hand if it causes you to sin. Sever the behaviors within you that cause harm to you and to others. And then rely on God's grace. Rely on God's grace because God's grace says that we mess up and harm each other, that we are broken and sinful, and yet God still calls us beloved. 
God's grace said the world is a terribly broken place with war and tragedy and terrible suffering, and God will ultimately redeem all of it. God's grace says He would rather redeem us and heal us from our sins than punish us for our sins. God's grace says His purpose is to restore all of creation. And He invites us to join Him in that work of redemption. God's grace says that as flawed as we are, we are beloved and we are enough to join Him in the work of redemption. God's grace says that unlike Jonathan Edwards' 1741 sermon, we are not sinners in the hands of an angry God. We are sinners, yes. But we are sinners in the arms of a loving God. Amen.